Last week we looked at this whole topic of love and I suppose we were looking at the importance of love as an approach to people. We talked about how when we choose to love people it always wins. It's the best response to any kind of relationship that we are a part of. If we choose love then there's an opportunity for, for that relationship to, to flourish and grow. I want to move that, um, I suppose, that, that thinking on a little bit this week uh, and try and challenge us a little bit. And uh, when I think about this whole stuff of, because really what we're talking about is how do we effectively engage and connect with the people that we come across in our everyday life, whether they are Christians or people um, who think completely differently to that, who have no interest in God, how do we shape the way we are so that we're being who God wants us to be to everyone that we meet I suppose when we think about that stuff our connection starts with our attitude our attitude towards people Um, and our welcome is what people will first encounter the way we treat them or the way we um, open a discussion or open a connection or a relationship with someone will have an impact on how that relationship moves forward. If we're cold and frosty and distant, then people aren't going to particularly feel um, valued or or welcome. Whereas if we're warm and compassionate, soft-hearted, that's going to make a difference. It's going to to break down barriers and it's going to enable us to, um, to build positive relationships from a good foundation. I suppose the interesting question is, when someone meets you for the first time, how might they feel when they first um, connect with you or have an encounter with you? Um, How might you make them feel? And for some of us, that's easier than others. Uh, Some people don't like that whole kind of small talk, getting to know you stuff. Um, Other people absolutely thrive on it. But whether we like it or not, there's still an opportunity to have an approach that enables someone to feel safe and for it to be the beginning of a, a good relationship. And for me, when I think about this whole issue of welcome, it's not an issue, but the whole topic of welcome, um, I suppose that as a word is something that I've seen the church um, take some quite big strides in over the last 30 odd years. I've been in church my, uh, my whole life. And when I look back, last week we talked a little bit about how historically sometimes there could be nervousness around people who might be a little bit different, might think differently, behave differently, um, come from different kind of backgrounds and and perspectives. Um, And sometimes, traditionally and historically, there was a nervousness around how do we engage with these people, how do we connect them, how do we welcome them into our community. But I've got to say, when when I've looked at how the church has grown and evolved over the last 30 odd years... I've seen it take some real positive steps and make some positive changes, which in a lot of settings, not every single setting, but a lot of settings, I've seen most of that attitude of nervousness and concern disappear um, in a lot of church scenarios as as what people have done is is chosen to, to lovingly welcome people into their church community. And when I look at that, I love it. I love it. There's so many brilliant churches around who will open the doors to to anyone who needs uh, that kind of connection or wants to connect in those kind of ways. And I love the fact that people have had that shift because it wasn't always like that. Um, And I think sometimes people have a stereotypical view of churches and Christians that they're judgmental and and that that I would never be welcome in that kind of place if you knew who I was or what I've done. Actually, I've seen a real shift and I love the fact that 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 is um, the way the church in, in a lot of settings, 
is beginning to operate. And it's because people have to be welcomed wholeheartedly. I think about my experience of church over um, the years or my whole lifetime, really. I can look back and see there's probably various people at, at times who historically felt rejected or outcast from the church. Um, I think back to, to people who maybe struggled with addictions um, or people who were battling mental health issues. Maybe they didn't always feel like it was a place that they'd be welcome. Um, certainly when I think about the LGBT community, um, there's all sorts of, of people within that who probably felt rejected by the church. Um, and then I think about, even going further about people who were divorced, um, maybe they didn't feel accepted. Um, and then even people who were struggling with poverty, trapped in cycles of poverty, maybe they didn't feel like it was always a place that they could be safe. And I think we've got to acknowledge that, that things have, have shifted in a lot of positive ways. And there's been, um, there's been some really encouraging progression and, and, and signs of change. Um, and I'd say that a lot of churches are quite open to, to welcoming and loving all of those different kind of people. Now saying that, there's still some serious work to be done. I think about the LGBT community and, and actually there's so many people within that who probably wouldn't still feel that they'd be welcome. Um, I suppose that's where the challenge remains. But I want to be a bit brave this morning. I always get nervous doing this kind of stuff. But do you know what? When we started the living room, we, we decided that we would um, be brave and, and kind of talk about the stuff that, that maybe is a little bit more challenging. So I want to be a bit brave this morning. And here's the question that I want to look at. Is it enough to just have a welcoming approach? We can acknowledge that, that there's been leaps and bounds and progression in our attitude of, of welcome and our offer of welcome to hopefully all people. Um, but is that enough just to say, oh, well, everyone's welcome in what we're doing? Um, I remember seeing a, a comment on a post um, on Facebook years ago from a friend of mine who leads a church in Brighton. And the discussion... Um, that was going on in this thread uh, was someone had, had kind of asked a question around the whole idea of how can we be inclusive to same-sex couples in church communities and um, it was really interesting because this theme of welcome came across brilliantly that everyone was was really positive and saying actually we we would welcome same-sex couples and we want them to feel a part of our church community and in a lot of ways that felt great, but, but in every single comment, it felt like there was this element of reservation and this kind of, um, it, it was almost like people were a tiny bit guarded. But my friend, obviously, leading a church in Brighton, he faces these kind of things all the time. That's very much his community of people. And um, my friend's comment to that group was this, and it really impacted me. He just says this, what people need to realise is that there's a huge difference between welcome and acceptance. And that's the truth. There is a huge, I, I describe it as there's a gulf between welcome and acceptance. And I think what we see is there's been great steps and movements forward um, by a lot of church communities and a lot of Christians in their attitude towards people saying everyone is welcome. But the question is, is everyone accepted? 
And that is a huge challenge. And sadly, there are too many stories. I even think about people who've come and joined and been a part of what we're doing. There's too many stories of people who've been welcomed only to realise that the offer was actually conditional. That you're welcome to be a part of this community, but at some point you're going to need to change and come in line. And you're going to need to turn from the things that you are doing or maybe the, the, the person you are um, and then you'll need to come in line it's almost like this is a bit of a, a, an extreme way of saying it but it's almost like the grace ran out and that's the stuff that really um that really breaks my heart really and I look at the um I look at the trail of devastation that's left in the rejection and the, the kind of, the, the feeling that those people who've, who've walked away have had is this, almost this feeling of, I, I'm not good enough to be accepted. Um, or I'm not, I'm not I, the person I am is not good enough to be accepted. And there's some serious work that needs to be done now, the problem with talking about anything like this is there's always this swell that comes from people saying, yeah, yeah, but, but what if people are doing something wrong? And let's, let's be clear on this, okay? Am I saying that people should never be challenged? Absolutely not. No way, of course. There's times when people need to be challenged um, in the things that they're doing or the way that they're behaving, especially if their behaviour or approach is having a damaging effect on themselves or on other people. So I'm not talking about the importance of having a community that is so hands-off that no one ever um, has to say anything difficult. Of course there's times you need to do that. But man, there's also times when, when we've got to respect the differences between people, the, the, the views and, and opinions, and, and in some ways the behaviours or the, the kind of... The, the direction that some people are going in their lives. We've got to respect that difference. And I suppose it's, it's, it's making sure that love is the motivator and the driver in all that we're doing. If we want to decide to be truly welcoming and accepting of people, we need to understand and respect the differences in people, especially if they're different from what you think what you feel and that's hard because sometimes you might feel strongly about what you think is right or wrong and someone else may feel completely different to you or their experience of life might be completely different to you but the question to ask yourself is this and I, I grappled with this quite a few years ago um, but the question and this is an important one is this what is most important that I get to air my views on what I think is right or wrong or that this person feels accepted. And every time I've sat with that question, with all sorts of different scenarios, acceptance wins hands down every time. Those two options, one has the ability to close the door on a relationship and a connection, and the other can keep it open. And I don't know about you, but, but sometimes, encountered people over the years who've who've 
had more of an attitude of saying, no, you have to, you have to tell people what's right and you have to get them to come in line. But do you know what? The longer I sit with this stuff, the more I just sit there and go, do you know what? My role is to love that person is to accept them and to to stand with them and help them on this journey of us all just trying to chase after God and, and, and find him and, and grow in our relationship with him. And when I think about how other people might feel or what's going on in their lives, do you know what? I would rather try and bring them closer to God and help them grow in their relationship with him and just trust that he will deal with anything that is that is of concern or needs dealing with. Um, and I'm not responsible for someone else's actions. If they want to do certain things, then, then that's fine. Um, I'm not responsible for that, but, but God will, will work with that person through that stuff. And um, this stuff is, is hard, but we've got to get it right. We've got to work on how we um, effectively love and care for people without it becoming conditional. And, and meaning that, that someone potentially feels rejected. We need to hold in mind this passage from Romans 8, 38. And it says this, And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today nor worries for tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. That's pretty major stuff. And if that's true then it's not just true for those things, it's true for people's opinions and people's choices, their behaviours or their attitudes. Even those things can't separate them from the love of God. And if that's true, we've got to shape our attitude towards people to, to realise that, that actually nothing is going to get in, way, in the way of God loving them. And if God is love, then this is all about love. And we've got to be people who, who bring that to the table and to truly accept and understand people we need to love them that's the thing that makes stuff change when we love people it changes our heart I remember years ago um, really struggling to know how to best help someone with a mental health problem someone who's struggling with depression and the problem was my general mentality at the time was you just need to pull yourself together or you just need to, don't think like that. Don't think negatively, you just need to be positive. Or, or, um, or you just need to like, shift your mindset. And do you know what? As I spent more time with that person and stopped those kind of stupid questions and stupid ways of thinking, as I sat with them and, and chose to just love them and sit in the mess and the uncertainty and the, the disappointment and the struggle of depression... I found my compassion grew, my understanding grew, and my, um, my connection with them really grew. As I loved them, my heart changed. And as a result, I would, I'd never say anything so stupid now of, of suggesting that they just need to think differently. or Because I know it doesn't work like that anymore, but I can only get to that place when I stop and kind of sit in their seat. And, and wear their shoes and understand how they might think and might feel. And the moment we do that, with any challenge or any issue or anything that we might struggle with, we begin to realise that it's not as simple as maybe we thought it was. And, and the compassion, my hope is the compassion, changes the way we think and the way that we, the way that we, we feel about that person. Then we have this opportunity to invite God into that stuff. 
And that's the exciting stuff that he can begin to work in us, but also in that person as well, which is exciting. When I think about this stuff, it breaks my heart to think that some people have felt rejected by Christians, or it's been suggested that God might reject them because of who they are, that they failed to meet the required standard. Man, newsflash, there is no standard. There is no standard that any of us need to reach in order to be accepted. My, my theory on life is that if our inner monologues were made audible, we'd all be screwed. If the things that you filter out and the things that go through your mind that you decide to not verbalise, if that was made audible to everyone, we are all in so much trouble. Because all of this stuff goes through our minds. We're all in the same boat. So let's work in a way that understands that. And rather than expecting people to, to hit a level where they can now move from welcome to acceptance, we need to scrap that. And we need to wholeheartedly love people and accept them. We have to be different, to step in the gap for people who might not feel accepted. There's people out there who feel like that. But with this, there can sometimes be some criticism. There can sometimes be negativity towards it. I remember um, quite a few years ago taking one of my kids to school and we had a bit of time before the school gates opened and had a little wander uh, just around near where the school was. And I bumped into someone uh, that, I'd, that I hadn't seen for a few years and I was talking to them about the living room and they were asking what we were doing. And I said, yeah, we really want to create a space that is um, easy for people to walk back into if they've left or felt like they could no longer be a part of a church. We really want to change that and make an environment where people feel they can be really accepted and uh, and uh, I said or if they've never been into church that they could come along and, and be a part of of this community and it wouldn't be be too difficult and and they said oh yeah that sounds really really good they said oh, do you know what annoys me though is when people become Christians and then they get involved in the church just start hanging out in the church and then they don't change and I was like right okay uh, and I went yeah it just really really does my head and I sat there and just thought and there lies the problem that that sometimes people have an attitude that says yeah you're welcome to come in but you do have to change you do realize that don't you and I'm looking at it going man change it can be such a long process and when I think about how do we wholeheartedly accept people how do we truly accept people We've got to take those expectations off and just help people to go on that journey and, uh, and grow, grow more as a, as a human being, as an individual and in, in, their, in their connection with God and just believe that, that by doing that, they will, um, they will be transformed in the way that they think and, and feel about, about life and, and the difference that they can make. When we think about that whole idea of there being kind of concern and criticism sometimes, if, if we choose to just love people uh, without condition and, and wholeheartedly and be really accepting of all people, sometimes that criticism uh, can be something that is a barrier to us, stops us from actually doing it, the fear of what other people might think. But there's a clear message. We should never allow the fear of what someone else thinks to stop us from loving people. We've got to be brave. We've got to be prepared to go, do you know what? I don't want that person to be rejected, so I will stand with them in case no one else does. And I feel that's what we're called to do in what we're doing. I want to read uh, a quick passage from Colossians. Um, Colossians 3, 
uh, verses 12 to 15. Uh, This is in the message. It says, So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offence. Forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you, and regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. And I love that. Wear love. Let love be the thing that marks us. Um, It always wins. And if God is love, surely we want to emulate that in the way that we uh, are with other people. So what we learn today is that there's a gulf between welcome and acceptance. Let's be people who wholeheartedly love everyone, welcome them and accept them just as they are. Then that's when the journey begins. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that as we think about all of the connections and relationships that we have, pray God you would inspire us, encourage us, maybe challenge us in situations of how we can not just be welcoming, but be truly accepting of the people that we uh, come across in our lives. God, I pray that as we do that, we would be able to be great examples of you and be people who wholeheartedly love uh, and show a little bit of of who you are in the way that we um, deal with other people. So just uh, speak to us and inspire us. Amen. So that's all for this week. Um, Have a great week. And uh, don't forget, quiz is at 11.30. And uh, we will see you soon. Take care.